Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 90 fucking four. We're on that countdown to episode 100. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. Oh my God, did you pause or are we just, we're getting serious lag time here? I, oh, are we getting lag time? That would explain why like during the, the sinking, there was like this long pause after it. I'm like, is everything okay? Did you hear it? I really thought that you were just pausing for dramatic effect. Nah, nah. It's um. I guess we're getting the old, good old Skype delay. That hasn't happened in a while, like since they fixed my internet. It's not even raining tonight. Since just I, the the internet feels like fucking with me. Since I moved to a new place where street children don't scream outside my window anymore, and uh, like sirens don't like fire off outside of it every five minutes. Remember that? <laughs> Those were fun times. God, do you remember like the earliest episodes when you would podcast in your closet? Like you would just have to get in there and overheat. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. uh, And now I'm, I guess, moderately better. I'm, I'm in a room. Uh, Uh, A room's good, and you don't have like closet-sized room. You don't have like a cat that'll jump on your equipment and uh, shut it all down when you're in the middle of uh, trying to record. Yeah, but I miss that cat. Yeah, Edgar uh, Meowin Poe or Meowith Meowin Mewlin. Yeah, Merlin. Sacrifice, sacrifices had to be made, and last time I was, uh, you know, stopping by the old apartment to pick up some mail, like, we had a real sad moment, because I was like, hey, buddy, and he just looked at me like, Psst, I don't know you, <laughs> and then just walked on away, and I was like, ah, oh, you little bastard. Uh, he's getting all catty with you. Yep. So, uh, in today's news, I wanted to open it up with some Judge Joe Brown news. Now, what's funny about this is Pat got really sad because Pat, like all of us, would watch Judge Joe Brown on the TV when he was homesick with the flu. Yeah, yeah, I was about to to say that, like play it off like I wasn't aware of the story. Be like, Judge Joe Brown, I can't wait to hear about this story. I'm such a huge fan. I used to to watch him (laughs) in the afternoons after, like, not after school, like instead of school, right? Like, if I'm home and I'm sick, I have like a little head cold, turn on Judge Joe Brown and his warm, inviting face would let me know that everything will be okay as he cast down judgment upon like teenagers that are getting all sassy with him. Well, the great thing about Judge Joe Brown was he was like America's dad judge, you know? Like he had that dad mustache and was like, listen, I'm going to tell you something. You got to treat women right and you got to pay your bills. And you're like, you tell him, Judge Joe. He was great. Well, Judge Joe Brown believes that Harriet Tubman has no place on the $20 bill and that it's insulting to the black race. Oh, you know what? I did read that or part of that article at least. And I was just like, oh no, fuck that. Why does he think that's an insult? Uh, he says, um, oh, God, there's so there's so much about, like, uh, what he said. Uh, he said the move, he said it's to soften up public idea of uh, taking a black woman and leading them to freedom. Uh, he says they can't get a white woman, so they want a black woman. They don't care. They just want a woman, and it downs masculinity. Well, uh, okay, first of all, fuck him. Secondly... Thanks to, um, what's that, like, creepy ghoul that lives at the White House's name again? Um, Steve? Uh, Stephen. Stephen Miller. Stephen Creepy. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Stephen, thanks to um, efforts from um, proven white supremacist Stephen Miller, which just this week it was shown that uh, he had a significant amount of influence over Breitbart, pushing for, like, hyper-white nationalism and white genocide stories and all that on their website. Thanks oh, yeah. to efforts from him from within the White House, you will probably never see Harriet Tubman donning the the uh, the twenty dollar bill because he did everything in his power to block that shit from happening. But we do get to see Judge Joe Brown go crazy. He continues and he says the status of an ethnic group is determined by its men, not its women. And putting a black woman there before a black man is insulting to the black race because you're saying that men ain't worth a damn when you put a woman up there first. Well, he ain't worth a damn. So uh, yeah, let's start with that. Oh, he's not. Oh, Judge Joe Brown's not done yet. Oh, he 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 Joe um, Brown Don then. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, uh, when they asked what he had to say about feminists, he said, they can go straight to hell, and I know they hate themselves because they got two X chromosomes instead of an XY. They are fraudulent, self-hating, and they're sick. He's... Like, I'm not sure what to say with this. Like, I don't really want to debate against it because then that makes it sound like he has a point which is worth debating. So instead, I think I would just, like, if I were there in person, I would boot him on the nose very gently and be like, bless your pee-picking heart. You, you are... Why does that, that... That feels vaguely racist there, Pat. Why? Because I feel like any time that you condescend to a person of color and then use a metaphor about picking crops, that's, it's got a bad look to uh, it. That's something my mother used to say to me all the time. Like, if I, when I was a little kid, yeah, if I did something you... stupid, she'd be like, bless your pee-picking heart, right? right. So, okay, but you're right, you're right your... Peter, though. I should treat uh, black people differently because of the color of their skin. I'd come up with a different metaphor. <laughs> I'm just saying, you and your mom are white. <laughs> Judge Joe Brown is an old black man. <laughs> You gotta be. You gotta understand the context. Is all I'm saying. You're right. You're right. I'll, I'll come up with a different <laughs> thing. I was just treating him like he was being an idiot. But sure, sure. I mean, I think we should just. You should just. You should just walk up to him and just pluck mustache hairs out of his face. <laughs> ah! I don't know what my computer's doing, but it's making a lot of noise. That's. Are you on Fox News? As, <laughs> Fox News. I have so many windows. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had so many windows open, and I'm like, which one is selling me toothpaste? Uh, again, it's usually Fox News that starts like airing, like starts playing stuff whenever you're trying to um, to look stuff up on their site. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's just Joe Brown. He thinks that um, that I guess uh, female empowerment. Uh, the same thing that people think that like the idea that if you give somebody else equal rights, you have to take rights away from someone else. Uh, that it's that, the, that that equality is a zero sum game. Yep. See, um, here's the thing. Everyone can be free. Uh, someone doesn't have to be enslaved for someone else to be free, right? That's so, true. You know, it, you know when, when they ended slavery in the United States, they didn't go, well, someone's going to have to take their place. Well, they said that, but it didn't have to be that way. <laughs> I mean, modern businesses are certainly trying to make it that way again, paying people slave wages um, where you have to work like three jobs and you're still like in debt up to your eyeballs to which you'll never be able to uh, get out from under. America still definitely does that to people, but these days instead of it being white people owning black people, it's the rich owning the poor. So, you know. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in other news, I've got a quandary for you. Um, so, uh, imagine... That you, uh, Pat, that you're a single father, right? Yes. Uh, your child is at a daycare. It has a standard pickup time. And you don't show up to pick up your child. What should the daycare do? So, at that point, I guess they should definitely... Oh, if they have my address, I'd imagine I live locally. Just, like, drive the kid to my place, right? If you were running late to pick up your child... Uh, I mean, I mean, let, let's say they've already tried to contact me. They can't get me anywhere. Then run it by the place, right? How crazy! All right, so like, how late do you think is 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 an unacceptable amount of time to not show up or call to pick up your child? Uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. So, uh, this daycare owner is conflicted after charging a single mom six hundred dollars for being late. How late was she? Three hours. Yeah, actually, no, that sounds about right. Well, what did they so, do with the kid, though? Um, well, the problem is they have to leave two daycare workers there until the mom shows up. Ah, so they just keep looking after the kid at the daycare. That's their policy. Okay. I wasn't sure so what they, to they do, tell... but that sounds about right. Oh, 
Well, they tell uh, they tell everybody that applies to this place that it's three dollars per minute late, right? Yeah. Um, because the employees that work at the daycare also have their own kids and other things to do, right? I heard of a amazing story once that I want to tell you about when this is over. But yeah, continue. So this this uh, woman was three hours late and like I guess did not call because they were like if she'd at least called, you know, we would have uh, we would have you know been able to do something. And she didn't call. She was at three hours late and now she's upset uh about the fee and the lady goes i can't stiff my employees or change the fee or wave a portion of it without dipping into my own pocket so they said chances are they they said they're going to put this on the next bill and chances are the lady won't pay it and the kid will get kicked out of daycare okay but why why would you be three hours late if like you weren't dead or it wasn't zombies and then like not call uh if you're a bad mother um, in an update, uh, they explained that the mother didn't have an excuse, and yeah, the emergency bad contact mother. said she was. So, and the emergency contact they called said she was on her way, and I guess they didn't show up either. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I'm coming to get the kid. Don't worry. As soon as I'm done with this uh, Heineken. <laughs> as soon as you hang up the phone, man, fuck that baby. <laughs> All right. Like... Uh, is that the end of the story, or? Yeah, no, they just charge this lady $600 for being late, and it's like, that's crazy. But also, three hours, that's an insane amount of time. So there was this one daycare, this one time, that uh, were forever, it was forever having parents show up like five, ten minutes late to pick up their kids like after they closed, and that became enough of a problem that they decided to start charging, like, uh, I think it was $15 per additional hour, like a way more reasonable fee, right? Or maybe it was $15 for every 30 minutes, but it was a much smaller fee. Do you know how late, on average, people were after they implemented that fee? Uh, on average, they'd, on average, like a lot of parents started being one, two hours late. Was at that point, it's no longer uh, a fee; it's now just an additional service for you know thirty extra dollars. They'll watch my kid for one more hour. Cool, I'll pay that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got to make it prohibitively expensive. Yeah, so that you'll discourage people like this lady from uh, being three hours late. You have to charge them, you know, either such an exorbitant amount that they won't keep doing that shit or have no fee at all. Because if you have no fee at all, then for the most part, you won't encounter people like this lady. It would be typically people that um, do the right thing and show up on time. It's um, so. I'm sorry, continue. I was just going to say, it's like uh, Penn Gillette said that. if someone asked him not to kill an endangered species, like this one particular tortoise, he wouldn't do it. But one time they told him it's uh, $600 if you kill it. And at that point, he's like, I'm definitely going to, like, for a friend's birthday, bring them out and have them beat this turtle to death with a baseball bat because that would just be a $600 gift I would be giving them at that point. You know, right. because it takes That's the moral that... implage, or imperative away from him and just turns it into a service. Right, exactly, which is why uh, uh, we need, uh, what do you call it, those laws where, like, you're fined a portion of your income, like, speeding tickets for rich people are, like, a portion of, like, what they have, so, um, like, you know, people get, like, a million-dollar speeding ticket if they're a millionaire or a billionaire. Nice, yeah, fuck them. I, 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 I agree with that. Let the, uh, let, the precinct, <laughs> let, let the precinct get, uh, like, major Christmas bonuses for everyone. Yeah, why is the burden so high on me because I'm poor, but the other a rich person has to pay the exact same amount for a speeding ticket? Yeah, which, you know, that's nothing to them. At that point, it's like, oh, so I'm free to just drive 90 everywhere I go. Perfect. That's why yeah. we say laws are there to punish the poor. Speaking of punishing the poor, Pat, yes. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Sunny, sunny Los Angeles. Um, 
horrible homeless problem. Apparently, they did a report. They found out that L.A. has more vacant homes than homeless people. Hmm. You know, I bet if we put our heads together really hard, we could come up with, like, a, a good solution to both those problems. Too many empty homes, too many homeless people. Or more empty homes than the number of homeless people. Nope, I don't have a clue. I guess we should just shoot all the homeless. <laughs> feed them to the rich. Uh, no, I know that seems like a simplification because they basically counted, uh, I guess, all empty homes and, like, luxury condos and stuff like that. But So basically, people in Los Angeles are homeless uh, <laughs> because... Um, they fucking, uh, just, I guess people own second homes and, and hire, yeah, rich people, rich, rich fucking people own too many houses. You know, if I was rich, I would just start buying some of these vacant houses and just let people live there, right? Like, let there be some kind of maybe application process to prove that you're a uh, poor AF and then just be like, cool, yeah, stay here. It's yours. Have at it. I would, I would try to be like Jimmy, Jimmy Carter and just create like some good housing for people. Well, report authors recommend lawmakers pursue a vacant home tax. They say a penalty would discourage the practice of investing in vacant housing stock purely for financial gain, which I agree. I think that you should. You see a problem like this, you should definitely um, legislate it. You know, I think I, I that, just, that could go a long way. I just want to get those homeless people into those homes. There has to be some way to do it. Now, I know that a lot of homeless people are just fucking crazy, and they just would not be able to function in society anymore for whatever reason society broke them. But at that point come up with something like a nursing home but for you know crazy homeless people i don't know well, there, I always there has to be a way to like, there has to be a way to deal with this you know, and not just leave people out when in the i cold talk about die. when i talk about housing the homeless i always say look you're mad because we're just giving stuff away right but I'm, i ask you where would you rather the homeless be um on the street or somewhere in a house yeah I mean, I'm never... Even if we had to pay for it with our taxes. I'm never mad at handouts because whoever is um, telling you, oh, they're just getting a handout, I guarantee you they're just driving along on a road that they didn't pay for. They didn't pave it themselves. They're probably living in a house that they didn't put together. They go to the grocery store and pick up food that they didn't hunt and kill themselves, that they didn't grow the crops themselves. They're getting handouts left, right, and center. They just don't see it that way because, I don't know, they did whatever to they feel like has entitled them to that. I have, I have uh, the I paper know. money in the plastic card, and that means I get this side of beef. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, f fucking uh, goddamn rich people, man. Uh, speaking of rich people, this has nothing to do with rich people. I'm just blowing through these, uh, these articles I got. I'm just being uh, mad at the middle class at this point, but yeah, go on. I don't know, man. I'm mad at the middle class because they keep buying into all the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Fox News is designed for. It's um, the moderately wealthy telling or being told by the phenomenally wealthy to tell the middle class to hate the poor, right? Like, that's just sort of how the pecking order goes. Well, the biggest problem, uh, and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen actually had this great speech that I was surprised they showed on Facebook yeah. about how Sp Facebook's refusal to censorship anything. He says if Facebook was around in 1939, they would have allowed Hitler to buy 30-second ad spots about the uh, ultimate solution to the Jewish question. Yeah, because, I mean, at that point, it's just kind of a freedom of speech thing. I mean, look at all the shit Stephen Miller's allowed to say these days and all yeah. the stuff that Breitbart's allowed to say, and they're able to take out ads and uh, talk about what we should do about the Mexican problem, as they call it, which is, by the way, still murdering children in baby cages on the borders. 
that shit hasn't stopped yet it's just become a lot harder to see because they've moved them into repurposed world war ii concentration camps for japanese americans which are now you know unmonitored unmonitor unmonitored yeah, camps they can't even for, get uh, yeah. they can't even they can't even get uh, like lawyers in there. Uh, somebody brought say, up a really good point. I was trying that, to say like unmonitorable, but then I'm like, is that even a word? But anyway, I digress. Someone 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 brought up a fact that it was a it's actually a violation of an article in the Constitution that says uh, that a it doesn't say a citizen. It says no person may be uh, tried or held without due process in the United States or within its jurisdictions. Yeah. So they're actually breaking, they're violating the Constitution because it doesn't say you have to be a citizen. It doesn't say that those rights yeah. only apply to citizens. It says people within the United States. Yeah, and I mean, but that's why the current administration administration doesn't give a shit about the constitution even though that's you know fine, fox news but, and their supporters are all like the constitution herpadoo that doesn't mean that they should like why i don't know why this hasn't been taken to the supreme court like this just because they don't believe in it doesn't mean they have carte blanche to fucking wipe their ass yeah with but constitution. i mean the the supreme court's already been like loaded with people like raping off that uh will just say whatever trump tells them to so, oh, you know, and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg got sick again, and I started screaming at the computer, no! Just one more year, and we'll be able to have a decent person replace her. Just <laughs> Please, make Ruth it Bader one Ginsburg, more year, just, RBG. Just, you've, you've lived like a hundred of them. you got to make it, you know, like Yoda, 800 years old. Come on. That's why I liked one of the things um, that uh, the Palmer Report said one time after another one of RBG's uh, health scares, which is, you know, sometimes we need to ask ourselves what kind of world we want to leave behind for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's going to outlive us all. <laughs> well, let me hit you with a Dear Wesley, because uh, I got one oh, of those. Oh, it's the most wonderful time um, in the podcast. All right, hit, hit us with it. Dear Wesley, Grandma's fear of teen's pet snake causes family uproar. So, Dear Wesley, right. my niece Vicky will be 18 in a few days. She works part-time and has started college. Her mom, my okay. sister, lost her husband last year. Already you can tell these people are old because they're telling Wesley stuff that no one cares about and is not relevant to the story. Yeah, so, okay, his sister... Wait, so... That sounds like his sister's sister is his mom? My niece, oh, whose maybe. mom, uh, my sister, uh, lost her husband. All right. Okay. Like, all right. Can he could proceed. have just said my niece and my niece's dad is dead. That would have been easy. Vicky did research on finding herself the right pet because uh, my sister has allergies. You know, Vicky's mom. So with her own money, Vicky purchased a little garter snake. Unnotes to us, grandma had an incident with a snake as a child. Grandma has now threatened to never visit Vicky. She said if anyone gets sick, don't call her. Vicky now feels that she must choose between grandma and her pet and she's heartbroken. My niece doesn't drink, sleep around, or use drugs. Again, this person is old because what does it matter if Nikki does drink, sleep around, or do drugs? Uh, I don't know. Look, I hate people like that that are all like, I had an incident with an animal when I was five, and now I hate it for life. It's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know how many traumatic incidences I've been through in my life? And I don't, like, completely avoid shit. Like, cars, I still drive, even though they've tried to actively kill me so many times now. Man... I've been menaced by dogs, uh, <laughs> Remember, poisonous oh snakes. God. 
one of my favorite stories ever. I just remembered it the other day, and I was like, oh my god, that's something that actually happened. When the two of us were biking around uh, Gville, and we went to this one place. It's at night, right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listening on the uh, the podcast? It's at night. Pete and I are just riding around this um, small town, and we go way out into the, the boondocks out back, and there's this stretch of... Um, highway that goes like way down into absolute pitch darkness and it goes way way down and then way 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 back up so it's just a, a dip the yeah road. there's a dip there's a dip in the and road right there yeah i remember that spot very well and, and we're on bicycles so all of our um moving depends on like our own muscles and our own ability to keep going we go down into the darkness and we can't see shit like we're absolutely blind we're just going forward people, and hoping people don't have an road. appreciation for how dark it gets when you're out of the city and like at like when the sun goes down, the light is gone. Like, if it's not yeah. a full moon, it is It is like pitch black, so we can barely see yeah. the road in front of us. If there's cloud coverage, you can't, there's, you know, there's no stars at that point. There's nothing. And at this point, a lot, there's, you know, light at the top of the hill, but the trees cover up everything where we're at, and it's just pitch darkness as we go down into, the, into it. And as we hit the very bottom of the hill, like right where you start going back up and now you're no longer being brought down by gravity, but instead you're going back up under your own strength. You know, I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of difficult, so I'm going to be slowing down a whole lot. But then I can't. You're forgetting part of it, too, is you had a you had a good bicycle. I had a bicycle I had put together from parts of other old bicycles. No, no, I had the sodomizer at this point. Well, okay, fine. So your bike had a defunct seat that if you sat down too hard, it would sodomize you. But my bike had different parts from different bikes. The chain would slip, so you could pedal three times, and then it would slip. Oh no! Like yeah, it was a yeah, it was a it was a like the the yeah, there was a lot of problems with the bike I was on. It didn't go well. Yeah. So we hit this point of the trip where we're now going back up, and we're having to go back up under our own strength, which is fine. But it's a very tall hill, and it's going to be like five minutes before you reach the top of it. So five minutes of nonstop effort, probably more like one minute. I exaggerate, but. Point being is that just as soon as we're having to pedal up under our own strength and no longer being brought down by gravity, we hear through the bleak pitch darkness the barking of dogs, many dogs, very fast dogs, and they are within a heartbeat on top of us. Like They are chasing us. They are nipping at our heels. They are running beside us. We can hear them. We can hear them just running like a horse. Just right beside us, barking, barking, barking very loudly all around us and coming for our ankles and so we now have to no longer you know relax and go slower we now have to pedal as hard as we can through the pitch black darkness which mind you if we start like going a little bit off center we'd go right off the road because we can't see the road in front of us we just have to trust that we're still going in a straight line you know, my memories of this are a little bit different my memories are like pitch blackness dogs and then uh, you just take off, like, because your bike works. Uh, you were gone. And I'm st I'm still, like, slow, like, because uh, I had to, like, pedal, pedal, and then the chain would slip, and then, like, pedal, pedal, and the chain would slip. And, like, they are on my ass. Like, I am, I am like, well, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I remember us I'm being, dead. like, side by side. But I guess, yeah, if I had the opportunity, absolutely, your dog Yeah, because those, those, those people that lived at the bottom of the hill right there around that curve, I remember... Because they didn't chain up their animals, and I killed their cat one time. Oh, with a baseball bat? Why did... No, <laughs> I didn't go back and go, I'm going to kill you. No, I was driving home from school one day, and their cat started chasing my truck. Oh. Um, and so I slowed down, and then he ran under the front tire. Oh, poor kitty. He did it himself. So, uh, you know, vengeance was served, I guess. Oh. 
family lost a cat. <laughs> yeah. But like, so yeah, anyway, hey. we uh, either we survived or we were eaten by dogs and you've been listening to those at ghost least, streakers all this time. But yeah, no, like we, we got we out were, of there, but I'm not afraid of dogs. At least we were on that. bikes. Yeah. That, that time I went out camping by myself and I had someone drop me off in the middle of the woods and then I got bored and decided to, uh, to uh, mm-hmm. hike the 10 miles back into town. Yeah. I was walking down the road in the middle of the night and again, I don't know what it is with people at night not chaining up their dogs, but like these huge Rottweilers came out of the shadows and started following me, like snarling and stuff. Oh, God. And I am alone in, in, in like on this deserted uh, highway in like, like two in the morning. And all I knew was that if I ran, they would think I was prey. And if I stopped, they would feel like I was invading their territory. So all I did was just keep walking slowly, determinedly forward. Uh, in the hopes that once I exited what they felt was their territory, they'd leave me alone. Huh. And then they killed you? And then I hitchhiked with a guy the rest of the way. And then he killed you? <laughs> no. I guess after you've been savaged by dogs, you're not worried about getting killed as a hitchhiker. Anyway, my point is, I don't hate dogs eternally because of that. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was the point we were getting to here. And also, I know a lady that was uh, attacked by a goose when she was young, right? Took a huge chunk out of her leg. Later in life, she encountered an angry goose that was attacking some people that were just trying to, like, uh, do some shit by a pond. And you know what she did? She didn't freak out and go, oh, no, a goose, I'm a run. No, she went and helped the people out. She fought the goose off with a stick. Dude, I'd punch a goose. I mean, yeah, they're very punchable. They're also very silly. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, have I don't a, know, another Grim, point of that. But, yeah, the, I, well, the point is, is that just because you had a traumatic incident with an animal whenever you were young doesn't mean you should be like, eh, I don't like it forever. Just, like, fucking balls up. I don't know. Well, no one's telling Grandma to hold the snake. That's why I hate old people. <laughs> as soon as she comes in the door, think fast, Grandma, and just throw the snake. Um, you know, it's the same reason, like, these are the same old people that were like, I don't want the slaves to be free, and if they're free, I don't want them to be allowed to vote. I don't want the slaves to they... be free, and if they're free, I'm not coming over anymore. You tell that lady to stop doing the drugs and the sleeping around. It's like, come on, and Grandma. And you tell them if they're allowed to vote, Grandma's never coming to visit anymore. Well, that's something I can live with. <laughs> yep. God, speaking of uh, black people being allowed well, to what, vote what would, and um, well, what would grandma Wesley being a say? pain. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, uh, speaking of all of that, you have to go home and face your um, your grandparents soon with uh, the whole Trump impeachments just having happened, right? No, they, I don't think they'll say anything. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm more worried about <laughs> my crazy uncle because everyone else like <laughs> keeps the peace. Mm-hmm. So what would Wesley say about this? Oh, well, what you got to Yeah, what's the... <laughs> Well, what you gotta do is uh, just cook the snake up with a little Mrs. Dash on the side and then feed it to Grandma. It'll be funny, whole. Oh. I don't know. I'm not sure Wesley would have an opinion on this. I think he would just be like, well, she doesn't want to come around any more than fuck her. <laughs> what you gotta do is you gotta, uh, you gotta give, uh, you gotta, you gotta make a snake pit for Grandma to fall in. <laughs> and, uh, that'll learn the old bitch. If she doesn't like there being one snake at your house, what you do is you go to her house and you just fill it full of snakes. <laughs> There'll be so many snakes. <laughs> I can't do Wesley's voice when I'm laughing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> There'll be so many snakes there that she'll be like, oh no, that's too many snakes. And then she'll go to your house and live there and be perfectly okay with the one snake is what I was going to exactly. say. Exactly. Because there's one snake in a terrarium or there's a bunch of them more like, like squirming around on her floor. What's she going to do? Sure, I come. That's some good. That's some sound advice, Wesley. Sure, I come. She'll see a snakehead next to her in her bed, and she'll be like, oh, no. 
It's like, it's like this, well, this one next one. This one time I was trying to eat a chicken sandwich and someone put some lettuce on it. So I was like, no. Anyway. Well, this next one, Wesley. This next one, Wesley, they say, weary wife is ready to leave loveless, unfulfilled marriage. Okay. So, dear Wesley, I've been married for 24 years and I have two daughters. <laughs> uh, I'm in business with my husband and work six days a week. We don't take vacations, go on date nights, or spend time together outside of work. I have had my own bedroom for 15 years because he needs his sleep. Our sex life ended two years ago because he says I'm too heavy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean a lot. Okay, this sounds like said, the I should the article from last week about the uh, the the wife that um, stopped having sex with her husband because he's a smoker. Like, this is like the opposite right. problem. Now it's just like a lady being put no, no, out. No. This is the one. This one seems like she wrote in to tell her side. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. This is just sort of the opposite problem. This is where the uh, the lady had a husband that just like stopped. So yeah, fucking leave him. What are you doing? I do my best to take care of dentist, doctor appointments for the kids, cook healthy meals, prayer holidays, drive school, carpool, etc. I feel unappreciated, taken for granted, and trapped. He complains that I'm not giving him attention, but then he'll comment on my appearance or criticize me for small tasks and say I didn't do it his way. I'm tired and overworked. Is it wrong that I want to divorce him and be free of this loveless marriage? I cannot picture this boring, unfulfilled life for the next five or ten years. I've fantasized about life without him every single day for the last year. Now, I don't claim to be perfect. I'm patient and easy to go into a fault, but he is, he is, oh, here we go. Here we go. He has had two affairs and blames me for them, and I have been here for the business and the kids, but what about me? I've been going to night school to take up nursing as a new career to support myself as a backup plan. I need to know what to do, but I guess I'm looking for validation. There's got to be more to life than what I'm feeling. Enact, uh, enact dude, that backup plan now. Yeah, how are you going to cheat on somebody and go, I'm going out to have an affair, and just so you know, this is your fault? All right, so um, slight problem here is that uh, Skype cut out, like, most of that. Like, I was talking to you, then I'm like, hello, can you hear me? And then just, like, all the story happened at once. And I was like, oh, okay, we're, here we go. So I'm missing part of that. But I did gather that uh, this guy's an asshole, and she needs to, like, exit stage left ASAP. Well, he told her that they're not going to have sex anymore because she's fat and that it's her fault that he, he's going to have two different affairs. I think Wesley would take um, personal umbrage with that and be like, well, the last time I had <laughs> well, a lady, or, the last time I had a husband tell me that I was too fat, I was like, oh, screw you. And then I ate him. <laughs> and then I filled his house full of snakes. <laughs> I had some left over from grandma's house. <laughs> I don't no, know. Man, like, yeah. if at any if if at any point your fantasy your your fantasy is to not be in your marriage, that leave, man. Just get out. Like, it terrifies me to think that people could be like, you know, I had dreams once, and then twenty years went by, and I realized I was married to a human piece of shit. Like, oh god. It's the same way that I used to work at Walmart, and you'd have coworkers who had worked there for like thirty years saying, "Oh yeah, one of these days I'll leave this store and make something of my life." And you'd be like, "Oh yeah. no, I'm not gonna, I'm yeah, not gonna be so this." There were so many just eighty-year-olds are like, "I got me a plan. I'm gonna go to night school, and then I'm gonna become a ham radio operator." And you're like. You don't have the heart to tell them that that's not even a relevant technology anymore? Yep, yep. Oh, as soon I'm, as I I'm get out of here, a... I'll start repairing the, the old buggies and the horses. Oh, it'll be a <laughs> splendid living. Oh, I'll be a rockin' bachelor again in no time. I've even started studying disco. That'll impress the ladies. You, 
you know, I've always I've always had a thing for cartography. Maybe I'll maybe I'll head out west and help map out the Northwest Territory. You know, and you're like, <laughs> I'll be heading out Ooh. to California way because I hear there's some yeah. gold hear, in those hills. I hear there's just gold in the streams. I'm heading out that way to Pan just as soon as I save up enough money for my Walmart greeter job. And you're like. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I never had the heart to tell them, so chances are they're still there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the good news is that they're never going to be able to afford to, um, you know, get the uh, the bison to pull their cart across uh, the Oregon Trail and um, to ford that river to uh, to Oregon. So since they'll never afford it, they'll never do it, and they'll never find out that all those jobs are dead. So in, a, in a China news... Um, so, like I was telling you earlier, before we had a, a podcast interruption, um, I follow China Daily, you know, the news feed, and God, dude, they are... Oh, I didn't tell you my China theory. Yeah, this all ties together. So, as you know, they're fighting for they're fighting to be free in Hong Kong. Not going to happen. Um, the revolution of our up these age. Cr- yeah, they keep trying to put up these crazy propaganda posters, and there's this one that's this really long cartoon where it's just like, most of the elderly are against... Um, you know, like these cartoons are against the riots, but here's what protesters do. And it's a bunch of stuff like protesters often steal their IDs so the old people can't vote. And then all the protesters get in line so the line's way too long for old people to vote. Is this really democracy? And I'm like, really, China? That's your fucking... Oh, God. That seems like it's fairly weak propaganda, but at the same time, it helps, you know, scare the old people, which is basically what we're doing in America. Fox News exists to scare the old people into continuing to uh, vote Republican. The Democrats you know say they want people, to give you help. You know why there, old people but... don't support the revolution in China? What's that? Because last time they tried to revolt, they killed all of them. Could be. All their old people are like, I remember I used to have a friend named Ted, <laughs> and then the Chinese government made him disappear. What happened to Ted? His uh, his organs are in your soup. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but what's terrifying is you'll see that, and then you'll see other news sources. Uh, China's slowly, uh, they're loading up protesters onto uh, trains back to mainland China, where you will never see them again, unless it's in your soup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> animal crackers in my soup. Hey, here's Ted's <laughs> finger loop de loop. <laughs> so here's the fucked up part. So this is my theory, right? You ready for me to get all like Alex Jones on you? Oh, are they turning the freaking protesters gay? Turning the freaking protesters gay. The China turning the Chinese food gay. <laughs> um, so what they're doing, and this is this is my uh, take it or leave it, but this is my analysis of it. Um, so. Hong Kong is a testing ground for China. Um, they're right now. They're seeing what tactics work. Uh, they're kind of playing around because you know the whole time we've been like, well, why don't they do the thing where they just kill everyone in the city? Right? Yeah. It's bad PR. They they're trying to they're trying to perfect their techniques. Right. Right. So if they can find, if they try these techniques and figure out how to break the back of the resistance in such a way that they can kind of deny it and be like, oh, the protesters are just rioters. Uh, it's Black Lives Matter. That's who's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if they can do that, they're going to take everything they've learned and they're going to use it to invade Taiwan. Interesting. You think that's their, uh, their end game is to uh, just take yep. over Taiwan and use mm-hmm. the exact same type of propaganda measures? That they're um, yep, learning they, from their own citizens. Yep, they're finding out. They're 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 learning and figuring out what's successful right now because they've always wanted to retake Taiwan. A little history lesson: if you don't know why Taiwan is what it is, um, during the Chinese Civil War, when the communists won and defeated the uh, I guess pro democracy or whatever they were, 
uh, forces. They fled, and the Chinese government fled to Taiwan and set up a government in exile. They called themselves the true Chinese government. Uh, you know, the uh, the communists called themselves the Chinese government. And so then Taiwan kind of ended up becoming like its own sort of free, independent China on an island off the coast of China, right? Right. And China has always hated that, but they've always kind of had the U.S. to keep them from getting too crazy into, like, tipping the balance and just, like, eating Taiwan. But now with the United States paralyzed and kind of learning from the United States propaganda and realized... If you can use the internet, like they have their own Chinese internet, if you can control the internet to make people think uh, that like, oh, they're just these pro-democracy people, they're just rioters in the street, you know, yeah. they're just criminals. Um, when you do something like take over Taiwan and instead of saying we're invading Taiwan, say we're unifying China, uh, you know, these people that don't want this are just pro-Western, you know, rabble-rousers, uh, and then make all your enemies just disappear with no PR scandal... Uh, you've got it, and they and they're succeeding. Like they're doing really well in in Hong Kong right now. Yep. I mean, I wonder how long it could last because even Fox News's propaganda kind of falls apart, except for you know with the most gullible of citizens. But I don't um, know. it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those I, things where like I think it'll only work until they get an incompetent enough leader that it punches holes in all of their um, fake news. You know what I mean? Well, I think part of it, too, and this is me talking out my ass, but I think part of the thing with China is it comes down to, like, that idea of national character, right? Where in China, yeah. it's all about, like, you, you, you're you not an individual. You you exist to serve the whole, right? right? You exist to serve China. Whereas in the United States, we are all about our rugged individualism, you know? So well, tactics that necessarily work in China don't necessarily work in the United States. A few things. Um one, yes, I'm aware that uh, the current guy is basically president for life, so, you know, them getting an incompetent leader wouldn't be until at least uh, Winnie the Pooh's gone, but uh, Xi Jinping. But uh, secondly, yeah, the individualism with America is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I wonder, riddle me this, Peter, do you think that that's always been there and then it was twisted by um, capitalism, or do you think capitalism yeah. invented it just to fuck people over? No, I think it's always been there, this whole idea. That, I mean, like, uh, if you look at the very foundation of the United States, these people came over because they did not like the caste system in Europe, the idea that you can't change your stars. You're born, you better know your place. Yeah. You know, um, people left that, and they go, this is great, I can be whoever the fuck I want to be, and the only thing that holds me down is, you know, bad luck or lack of talent. You know what I mean? Like, oh. if I'm smart enough, innovative enough, and whether that was true or not, you know, I feel like it was possibly true at one point because you that's could just kind of go. That's the whole American dream, being able to um, lift yourself up by yeah, your bootstraps. The and the, the pioneer spirit is you can just go out to this, you can just go out into the woods and carve out a farm and a house and make something out of yourself, you know? Yeah. But of course, that's been um, twisted into a wretched abomination well, in today's yeah, world. Because how, yeah, they, well, yeah, exactly. how they use it. You know, how they use it against us is they're able to say, you know, the whole thing like with, we were talking about earlier with the homeless problem. It's like, well, you know, we should be individualism. So if those people are homeless, they need to lift themselves up by their bootstraps and succeed on their own. You you have a home, so clearly you earned that home. So you got yours, Jack. Right. Fuck everyone else. And, and it's been twisted into the idea that poverty is a moral defect. Right. Not it, a result of the system being corrupt. That, that's you know part I mean? of the, the just world fallacy where people believe that everyone has well, what they had coming to them when that's I don't, clearly I wonder, never the case i wonder if i would feel different if i was in the top one percent uh 
as far as like social mobility is a positive thing because I think that if you let people become socially mobile, I think it's better for your society overall. And I wonder, it just are the rich that deluded and detached from reality that they're like, yeah. I must become richer, standing on the heads of my employees. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, sure, because of course they are. They're, I mean, they don't yeah. live in a normal world. Like, they don't have normal fears. All their fears is like, oh, I certainly hope my second Bengal tiger doesn't get loose again. I mean, they don't, they're never concerned about where their next meal's coming from. They're never concerned about, you know, oh, are these pants so frayed that I need to get new ones or can I wear them for one more year? Like, they, that they don't have real people fears. They have rich people fears even the best of them like uh what's his face elon musk is a great person but he still has like really weird ideas if you sit down and talk to him about things he um he's not really trying to help people know, as much as he could you want to know how detached rich people are i got this great fucking story for you have you heard about the interview with uh prince andrew uh duke of york no did you hear that michael bloomberg's officially running for president fuck that dude um <laughs> So here, hold on. Here's the thing. Here's the great. Here's the crazy thing about uh, Prince Prince Andrew. Um, he is royal. Uh, he, uh, you know, the uh, royalty in England. I guess Duke of York, whatever. I guess he's not in line for the throne unless a lot of people die. But Next in line to be Mister uh, But he has a Duke lot of, of like you know, because anyway. all they do is go to galas and like they're on the board of all these things and trustees and all this, right? Yes. So it turns out that he was a real tight friend of Epstein. Remember the world globetrotting rich yeah, the, uh, pedophile that mysteriously died in prison? Who mysteriously suicided himself in prison. Which he yeah he was definitely killed, but we don't know who oh, had him killed. Hundred uh, percent. So uh, Epstein was definitely a sex offender who had a whole like sex offender island of his own. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so Prince Prince Andrew uh, goes on this fucking interview, and so I you must be so they're asking about his friendship with Epstein, and he's not saying what you should say if you've been accused of being friends with a known pedophile or if you've been accused of having sex with underage girls yourself, which is I had no knowledge of that. I did not know we were friends, but that was a he just kind of like defended the friendship and and now. Uh, he's being dropped from all like all the boards and shit, like the 230 things he's on the board of trustees for. He's being dropped from all his charities. Um, the royal family is like super pissed off at him for just this muddling interview where he's just like, I, you know, I just he's, Epstein was a friend of mine, and 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 well, you know, sometimes friendship is it's like a it's like a it's like a ball of yarn, you see, like <laughs> trying to like just and you can tell he's just sweating and fucking it up. Here's the thing, like I have. Almost nothing but umbrage and hatred for uh, Donald J. Trump. But whenever he was asked recently about the Ukrainian ambassador who had paid him millions of dollars in the past, like they've had private conversations that they know each other very well. He was asked about that guy and he's like, oh, no, I don't really know him. He's just a coffee boy. Ne never heard of him, really. I mean, I knew his name. I knew of him in casually in passing, but I didn't really know him. Trump knows how to fucking deny a relationship whenever yeah. um, well, the, shoe, is, the other shoe drops. This guy's just a rich moron, like, born into royalty, like, just had everything handed to him his whole life. And that, just, That's where oh Trump God. has the advantage, because he's not actually rich. Um, so here, here's some of the phrases he used. He acknowledged, uh, quote, uh, Epstein, Epstein conducted himself in a manner uh, unbecoming. <laughs> I like the dramatic music um, that And the guy, that. The, the lady, the lady even goes, unbecoming, she goes, he was a sex offender. And he goes, uh, yes, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being polite. 
Like, dude, uh, shut the fuck up. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, I do say, buggering the boys is most unbecoming. <laughs> but upon entry, I thought him a woman. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of shit. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, it's sad that this guy's not locked up. And the reason he's not locked up is because Epstein was killed. Because uh, this dude definitely... There's, like, women that are accusing him of, like, being sold to him, like, by Epstein. Um, yeah. Like, oh, my God, dude. This fucking idiot. Like, you didn't have to do the interview. You could have just not said anything to anybody. Or just been like, Epstein, oh, I hardly knew him. He's just a coffee yeah. boy. <laughs> Epstein, oh, I, you know, I meet so many people. I don't, I can't even... But, you know, he's just... You, you see, you see friendship is... It's a bit like a, it's a bit like a pudding, you know. You don't you don't always know what goes in it. Like, just shut up, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's, uh, or, so anyway, or like, or like in Shrek, in... you know, friendship is like an onion. There are many layers to it, and in this, in some of these layers, maybe there's some underage girls. But you know, yeah, some of these layers of pedophilia. I don't know. <laughs> I, just because I was on his pedophilia island doesn't mean that I myself am a pedophile. <laughs> A pedophile? A pe anyway, I digress. Pe but what I'm saying is, you know, a friendship is a bond. Like, you're Pedo just like, oh, my it, God, it, dude. It, 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 it pedophiles Batman. Now, this is one of those ones where I go, all right, cancel culture. You should get on this. Cancel royalty. <laughs> I think that the royal family should be stripped of all their holdings, uh, all of their holdings given to victims of sex crimes, and they should all be given a house in a working class neighborhood, and then we can just film them. That would be funny. Oh, let's um, let's yeah. let's put the Queen of England into like a reality show or something. That would be fun. Yes, you put all the royals into like a four bedroom, like uh, like a four bedroom house in like a working neighborhood, you know, like in in London or like oh, somewhere the... maybe even smaller than London, and then you film it. I bet the Queen of and England have... could be like a a Walmart greeter, and then she'll be like, "Oh, in a few years, I'll be out of here and teaching choreography." Because here's the thing, no one even knew who Prince Andrew was until he was like, you know, you see, pedophilia is a bit like an enigma, right? You don't <laughs> really, it's, you know, a lot of times you plant things and you're not really sure what's going to grow in the soil. Like, he didn't have to do any of that. Like, this is how st either, either stupid, oblivious, or just like protected this dude is. It's just like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if I... I, I'm close friends with a known pedophile on his pedophile island. By the way, I, I keep repeating that. Epstein had an island. Like, the dude owned an island that, like, he would go do his pedophile stuff on. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's so weird. So, anyway, speaking of ped uh, accused pedophiles, Donald Trump, uh, this week was basically the entirety of all the public uh, impeachment hearings, and now that's done and dusted. And what did we learn this week? That he's 100% guilty. What did we know before this week? That he's 100% guilty. So okay, whatever. A guy, yeah, I got two examples for you of this. Um, I, I, I've gotten many arguments about this. So uh, I, I got in an argument with somebody, like in New York right now, instead of fixing the subways, they're just funding a ton more subway police. Uh, okay. Do we get to um, like and ride on their shoulders to work or... No, 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 no. They just kick homeless people out of the subway and arrest ladies selling churros. Huh. Weird. And so I got an argument with this guy about how they are breaking the law and blah, 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 and you have to adhere to the law. And I said, but if a law is inherently unjust, mm -hmm. a just man will break an unjust law. And we were having an argument about it. But then later on, we're talking about something else, and he talks about, he's like, and you know what about the impeachment? I don't even care about a phone call. And I'm like, so you're not a law and order guy. You're a tribalist. You're saying, I respect the law if it benefits my argument or, or my tribe. But if somebody in my tribe is accused of uh, a crime, I don't care. Yeah. 
That's what he's saying. Yeah. And also, well, I like, mean, hey, the, at, least he's, at least he's fucking, at least he's fucking honest. I'll give him that. Like, yeah, that's way more refreshing than somebody that's like just trying to like, you know, uh, explain it away and be like, well, you see, Trump is a bit like a piece of yarn. You don't really know where the ends are, and it's just, you know, you have to trust that you'll become a hat one day. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, at least he's not going to turn around and be like, yeah, but you know, what about Joe Biden? It's like, nah, he's not even trying to, like, flip it around with the buttery mels or anything. It's just straight to, uh, yeah, I know he's a criminal, but fuck it. But Sorry, I'm looking at fucking Trump's Twitter, and, like, this dude is going crazy. It's, it's a few things. Like, you can't abuse power like this because if he can get away with this, he could do it in progressively bigger and worse ways. Uh, he's getting many Ukrainians killed by denying them weapons. He is not guaranteed that he's going to continue to support them in 2020. So he's definitely going to fuck them over because... Uh, they came back to bite him this time, right? So he's probably out for blood there. Like, he's going to get a lot of people killed because of this just a phone call, right? So that's why it's important to sort of you know nip this in the bud before things get so much more out of control. But, of course, things have already gotten progressively out of control because he's been allowed to stay in office for this long. I mean, uh, let's go all the way back to Puerto Rico and the 3,000 people that died because of his inactions there. Let's look at the baby cages and all the, those dead children. Let's look at all of the you know dead... Um, people that the Turks killed like he's killed a lot of people not to mention how many like how much bullshit he has destroyed in America just through like ripping apart the EPA yeah and I was deregulating businesses etc but and I I said you know what the thing is I don't even care about Trump he should have been impeached by wide bipartisan uh, uh, majority a long time ago um, he's accomplished nothing, absolutely nothing, during his presidency of any consequence. He said he's going to do a lot of stuff, but so far he hasn't actually done anything um, except like cause problems that then he claims to have the solution to. He should be gone because we have real issues that we need to work on as as a country yeah. and as a people. We're at a complete uh, standstill guy... right now because we just have yeah. like this bull in a china shop wrecking everything. He's honestly a waste of time, and yeah. I'm annoyed. That's... Any, I'm annoyed at any amount of time I have to talk about him, or any amount of time I have to devote to this imbecile, uh, because there are real things I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear policy um, discussions on. I would like to uh, see if people if people think that the tech companies have violated uh, monopoly rules, and to see updated updated legislation on. The, the tech because the tech companies control how you see information and there's only like what is it they call them the Silicon Six mm, yeah basically six companies control almost all of the world's information and we're not having discussing see... discussion huh just, just speaking of um, this type of shit monopolies and technology I want to see the stranglehold that uh, cable companies in America has over the internet gone right like yeah. in most places the internet only provides you like the shittiest possible services imaginable when they could be providing you with way way better shit and they're actively fighting against things like uh, Google Fiber right. connections that could be getting you you know fucking hundreds of mega or Way, way better inter internet than you have right now, internet anyway, right? Internet needs to like, be declared... Like, there needs to be a public option for internet access, like a public Wi-Fi, right? I, I know someone that lives, like, not too far away from me who has, like, 500 megabyte download speed. I have 15 megabyte download speed, and I live, like, one right. mile away. Why can't I have that internet? Think, because of the fucking stranglehold that, um, fucking... What is it? Pineland here? Uh, I don't know what I have, but... 
it's it's garbage I, internet. Yeah. And there are no other options for me to switch over to, so I'm screwed. Like I can't be offered yeah. the same service why, why as other persons. Why aren't we talking about things like a public auction for Wi Fi so that like the entire United States is covered in a publicly funded publicly funded Wi Fi um fucking uh what do you call it? Uh what's the word I'm looking for? A Wi Fi yeah. net. Like, right? So you can get you can use the public Wi Fi anywhere if you want. It's publicly funded. Your tax dollars, and it needs to be like a uh, hundred down, a hundred up minimum. That way, uh, the cable companies have to provide a better service than that if they want to possibly get your money. But right now, yeah. like you either you know pay Comcast's you know ass bills for piss poor internet, or you just don't have internet if you're in a Comcast area. The thing about funding a public option is it always creates a competitive edge. You know, it's like the post office right now. You have people that are doing a better job than the post office because the post office exists. If the post office didn't exist with their shitty service and their losing of your packages, imagine how terrible UPS would be. Yep. I think there should always be, and this is probably a terrible selling point, but I go, there always needs to be a taxpayer, a taxpayer funded bottom. Which uh, brings us back to the public health care option. If that existed, then, you know, the private options would have to be even better to compete. Yeah, up your game, you know, fucking. Uh, but yeah, so you were saying earlier, Bloomberg is running. Um, <laughs> fuck, man, New York's got some of the best mayors and some of the fucking worst. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Amazon, it's hard to believe that the owner of Amazon is so rich that he was able to order another billionaire and tell him to uh, run for president. Because that's what happened. You realize, right? Did Bezos tell fucking? Uh, yeah. I did not know that that's Yeah, what they were on a phone call Wait, and why? Bezos said, you're going to run for president. And so now he is. Oh, God. Do you think Bloomberg will win because he just has all the money behind him? I don't I don't know. Um, like, money doesn't seem to be affecting the, uh, the Democratic race quite as much as it affected the Republican race. But we'll see. Right. I mean, enough propaganda. Still a ways away. Enough oh, propaganda I got really can mad. sway speaking the votes. Of the, speaking of the Democrats, uh, old Papa Joe Biden came out and said he would not legalize marijuana because he still believes it's a gateway drug. He also said that uh, he had the support of the only elected black female in the um, in Congress, and you know that really surprised one of the other people up there on stage with him who was another black female congressperson. And she's yeah. like, no, you're not supported yeah. by the only one. Another one's right here. Uh, I... <laughs> And uh, calling them another one, that seems like a very Joe Biden thing to do. You know, the black ones, they love me. Uh, I can't remember her name. I was hoping you'd, like, provide it. Kamala Harris? Yeah. Kamala Harris. Well, uh, Cory Booker said, I don't know about that. I wondered if Joe Biden was high when he said it. And I'm like, yeah, that's such such an old man. Like, I think it's a gateway drug. It's a gateway in the same way uh, that, like, uh, alcohol is a gateway drug. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Jesus Christ. I've, I mean, I've you know, known, I've dabbled. I've known so many stoners in my life, and very few of them also do other drugs. If they do other drugs, they're the type of person who would have done it with or without the pot in their life. You know, everybody we know in our life that's like under fifty, that wasn't our parents' generation, has smoked weed at one time or another. Most of those people did not go on to be like, you know what? I could really use something stronger. How about some heroin? <laughs> got any black tar heroin? You know I mean, how about some crack? Yeah, you got any meth? Like. People that are going to do meth are going to do meth. Like, there's something else going on there. It's not because they smoked weed once and they go, well, something's stronger. Um, 
but yeah, man, fuck, uh, fuck Joe Biden. Like, if this dude takes the Democratic nomination, I hope he doesn't. Oh, like, Christ. I'm, like, I feel bad for him you know, and his terrible life, but like, come on, he just needs to like a, sleepy Joe Biden needs life. to just step away. I don't feel bad. The same way I don't feel bad for Prince Andrew because even after doing horrible things, or no matter what happens to you. You always have the option to just uh, take a plane immediately to Aruba and sit on a private beach. Was that it? I don't know. Something. Anyway, a lot of people in his family died, so. Yes, it's very sad. People in my family have died too, but you know what? I still don't have the option of just flying out to Aruba at any point to just sit on a beach and relax. That's true. S- sleepy Joe Peter here. Yeah, many people's family die, and then they go to work. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, let's get uh, Elizabeth Warren up there. Let her win. God, it pisses me off every time I see, like, anyone talk about the election, from late-night comedians to SNL to the actual news, because nobody ever mentions Warren anymore. Like, they pretend like she doesn't exist. They talk about Joe. They talk about Bernie. Kamala Harris might get a mention. Because I want want Elizabeth Warren to to stay hidden like the golden child, right up until the election, and then we blow her out, right? So yes. that way, they spend all their time building up a case against Joe Biden and attacking Joe Biden and attacking Bernie, and they just forget about Elizabeth Warren, and then, bam, dark horse president. Ah, that would be amazing, but you got to remember, people actually need to remember that she's an option to vote for, and if her name's just not just floating if, around up there enough, she ain't going to get it. If Biden, if Biden <clears throat> wins the nomination, Trump will take 2020. I guarantee it that Biden can... We've talked about this before. Biden can't beat Trump because Biden is Republican light. Well, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? He's not going to get enough actual Republicans to like hold their nose and vote for him. Instead, they'll just keep voting for like super strength Republican. We're going to get rid of yeah, all the exactly. Mexicans, Trump. Click. Mm-hmm. And even people with tans. Yeah. <laughs> if you have too dark of tan, you're going your ass back over Trump's wall. That doesn't actually exist, but who cares? So hopefully America will make the right decision in the primaries because I, you know, and like Biden did something that I thought was so stupid once. Remember that time he talked about that, like back in high school, he would have taken Trump behind the high school and belted him one. And you're like, what purpose does this serve, old man? Uh, I mean, yeah, because that got a lot of people to show like memes of Biden and Trump fighting. And it makes Trump look like a fighter in those memes. And I'm like, oh, my God, Trump can't fight. In real life, Joe Biden would... but that's completely irrelevant. I don't know. Joe's pretty. Joe's pretty old. I would pay. Right, but Trump's never. Money. Trump's never fought a day in his life for anything. Like the biggest struggle yeah. he's ever had is uh, probably choking on a chicken bone. So let's not. Um, um, let's I, not. You know he doesn't choke. You know he doesn't eat chicken with bone. And he eats McNuggets, man. Well, I've seen him eat like a um, or twelve piece bucket of KFC. Mm. My my whole thing is is that I would pay serious money to see Biden and Trump in an octagon. I would, because it would, well, it'd probably be pretty boring because they're both going to run out of breath real quickly, but I'd pay to see it anyway. So, uh, speaking of doing the right thing, uh, Peter, you'll be um, helping me come up with the uh, the, the second draft of uh, Dusk Belt Book 2 this coming week? Uh, I don't know, man. I'll be hiding out <laughs> in a cabin over Thanksgiving uh, with my girlfriend, so I'll either be reading your book or getting axe murdered. I don't know which yet. Excellent. I mean, not by her. Like, I think she'll be axe murdered too by someone else. I don't mean I don't I don't mean it like a shining type situation. Uh, well, anyway, I was just trying to advertise a Dusk Belt book two should be out 
well, okay, it's not going to be out this month. We've kind of ran out of time for that. But hopefully in December, Dusk Belt Book 2 will it'll finally be out. be out. It'll be out in time for it'll be out in time for Christmas. And I swear to God, it if is... you guys don't make me a bestseller like they made Donald Trump Jr. bestseller, I'm just going to scream. It was actually just like the RNC bought like 300,000 copies of his book or something. But yeah, yeah how do we, we need the RNC to buy 300,000 copies of our book. It's uh, much better. Let her dad be president. Uh, that's going to be real hard because my dad's dead, and I don't think your dad would take it even if he got the votes. <laughs> he would just hide, he would hide out at the barn for four years. Oh, God, they're coming for me. They're going to make me be on camera, and then I'm going to be the He'd one be the... interrupting the prices right. <laughs> He'd be the first guy that the Secret Service had to drag into the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just hold him down at the inauguration. He's like, you know, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I want to enjoy my retirement. Let me go. Please, let me go. And then he would go hide hide out under the barn like the dogs used to do and Grandma Melrose would pull up. <laughs> he had yep, the dogs yep, trained the... to hide from Grandma like he wanted to do. <laughs> I mean, you know what they say, uh, live live vicariously, I guess, through your your pets and your, uh, your children. Yep. But uh, in the meantime, if y'all can't get a Dusk Belt Book 2 as a stocking stuff or get Dusk Belt Book 1 as a stocking stuff, uh, stocking stuff or Give Me Back My Life, that's the name of the first book. Super Lad is the name of the second book. It'll be out soon. Look forward to that. And maybe if you're lucky, and if we're lucky, uh, book 3 will also be out this year, but most likely you'll be expecting book 3 in 2020. That would be uh, The Wolf and the Ghost or The Ghost and the Wolf. I don't remember the order that the name is in. And 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 as always, remember to like and subscribe. I, I hate asking for it, but God knows it's going to help us do this full-time one day instead of, uh, you know, our regular jobs. And then we could live full-time at a cabin getting axe murdered. Wouldn't that be fun? Now, where can they like and subscribe us, Pete? Uh, you know I don't remember the socials ever. Oh, let me hit it then. Uh, you can find us at... Uh, those muckrakers on Twitter. Also, those muckrakers at gmail.com if you want to send us your own dear Wesley so that we can uh, read your personal innermost problems to uh, the entire world and then tell you how Wesley would add a, a little Mrs. Dash to uh, brighten up your day. You know what? Maybe we'll release a small stocking stuffer for Christmas just called like a very Wesley Christmas. <laughs> I mean, we still have the, the Wesser P book to um, release one of these days, but a uh, fun fact, I actually haven't taken any notes down about that. So I have just like a year worth of uh, Facebook conversations to scroll back through and try to, <laughs> to find all through. those pictures and recipes. And oh my God. That's going to be awful because it's really hard to full screen those conversations. <laughs> and they, like, if anyone <laughs> says anything, I could be like six months in the past. One of you, like, post something new and it'll snap me all the way down to the present. And I'd be like, fuck! And then I have to scroll all the way back up. And, oh, it's awful. This is why we need to regulate the big tech companies. Y yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, uh, a very Wesley Christmas or uh, the our uh, Wesser P cookbook. It'll be coming out soon, so you can learn how to make uh, pizza bread yourself. It's uh, just like bread with ketchup on it, and you bake it in the oven for a bit. It's uh, it's Wesley food. It's Wesley food. It's um, I was about to say delicious, but it probably won't kill you. Buy the book to find more recipes. <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. Bing bong bing.